This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Come on! <laughs> oh, love it. We need a bit more of an upbeat start, I think. These are good. Oh, I love them. Mate. These are good. I don't know what they are. Are they flannel? <laughs> They're called rally flags. Apparently. Yeah. Rally I mean, flags. What do you think? I think we need to just sort out the back. Yeah, because it looks like we're waving white flags, and we definitely weren't doing that. We're definitely not doing that, mate. Um, and yeah, I've gone for a different attire. It's a bit creased. It's mate, been rolled up in my bag. You look like Dango Watara's uh, signing photo. Do you remember where they just got a, a white shirt out of a, like an M&S? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it just had all these but, check um, patterns everywhere. I had, to get, I had to get Jeff out today. You had to? Had to and, and why is that then, Tom? Sign the ting. Sign <laughs> it. I know you watch, Jeff. Sign it. Um, oh, you all right? Um, yes, mate. I'm yeah. good. Uh, there's lots to cover. Mm. We'll try to make this an hour. I suppose it won't be our chronological dissection because there's no point. There no. are wider conversations to be have had. There are tweets that need commenting on. There's there's a whole lot, but I suppose we better talk about the football yesterday. Four mm. one over Leeds. Okay. I four one. Did you like my little joke at the yeah. start of three? I four? thought we were formidable. Yeah, four formidable, and uh, we were good. We were good, and it wasn't fortuitous, was it? I think no. I, I think we fully deserved it. And Leeds, they had a they had a fairly good start, but yeah. um, after that point, we totally dominated, and the ultimate. Uh, outcome of it is we we're safe. Yeah, we're safe. Yeah, we're absolutely safe, mate. I think when your when your gaffer says you're safe, you know they're always a bit cautious, aren't they? So I think that proves it all. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and it's the this week basically two. I don't want to say cup finals, but you know what I'm saying when I say that. Uh, massive, massive games, and we've in both of them we've turned up, mm. and and that's all you ask for. Turned up, got the job done, been really, really professional, and the fact we can now relax so to speak, um, with four games to go is a, an absolutely monumental achievement from everyone. So just delighted, mate. I think we said it on the on the preview and bits that I, I we've had a, some good away days and some good moments away. But I felt like oh, I really want something at home for everyone, you know, and it was it was bouncing in there at times and it was it was really, really nice um to have that home atmosphere back. It hasn't been um it's been a bit flat and maybe even toxic at times this season. So yeah. It was great to see it like that, mate. It really, really was. And, and these, Foley there. And these things great. certainly helped, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, uh, it was... Uh, I, I mean, did they tell you to do that? Or did they, like... Because I didn't know what you're supposed to do with them. You're supposed to be holding them like that or whatever. But everyone seemed to do, yeah. do this all of a sudden. And it actually looked 
It looked alright, apart from yeah, these these white. white bits. But I thought it looked quite. Yeah, cool. I didn't mind it at all, and they're not too over the top. They're only small. But um, yeah, I think it come up on the screen at one point. Wave your flags, yeah. so everyone got up and started waving them. So yeah, um, no, I enjoyed it. It's just just a bit of fun, and it? it's better than a clapper or anything like that, whatever they're called. So yeah, no, I thought that was a nice touch, and there was a few nice touches. I think they're definitely they're definitely trying to implement certain bits for the atmosphere, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, as long as they're trying to make things happen, trial and error with certain things. Yeah. Um, you appreciate that for sure. The pre-match uh, montage and everything that they're trying to put together, I think they're they're getting there. Um, obviously, you're never going to please every single fan with song choices and stuff, but mm. I think yeah, the walkout song was good. Everything everything seems to be slowly clicking, and it certainly was on the pitch. And Leeds are falling apart again. And I don't do I take any joy in it? No, I yeah. I uh, yeah. Um, but they are, and I'll tell you what, it's been a an interesting mm. twenty four hours being a being a Leeds fan. I've seen I've seen a lot of videos and different yeah. things that are questionable. I mean that that video of the Leeds fans coming out of the Hilton Hotel, yeah, the Leeds poor. players mm. coming out of the hotel, kids there, um, looking at their idols, mm. walking past, not even giving them eye contact. It, I think, you know, some someone on Twitter pulled this up with Arsenal recently, but yes. it, it it was then put into context that this was a small part of a whole day where the players spent a lot of time with with the young mascots and, the, and these young fans. But this was where fans were in the hotel waiting to see these Premier League players gracing the pitch and they just walked out. They're on their phones, they're on their electronic devices, they're looking down, they got their headphones on, no nothing, not even no. a high. And um, obviously it just, it doesn't bode well when the players then run out into the pitch and put in a performance which for 80, 85% of it was pretty abject. And when yes. I say... 80%, the first 10 minutes was yeah. was was all right from them. Yeah, they were lively to start with, to be fair to them. But yeah, I think I think Leeds fans have actually come out and apologised and there was like a message the to players, the fans yeah. and stuff, the players, yeah. So, um, yeah, see what happens with that. But I think, you know, first and foremost, they're just not happy with some of the decisions being made and the owner and, and all different bits and bobs. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've, we have done it before, by the way, but they're not going to, at this stage of the season, they're not going to accept losing 4-1 to Bournemouth. Mm. Um, uh, having recently being beat 5 and 6-1 or mm. whatever. So, yeah, not a great place. But like you said, mate, I thought the start of the game, first 10, 15 minutes, I thought they look like they're on it. We're going to have to weather this storm a little bit. And a few months ago, we we would have conceded. Yeah. We would have conceded. And, and that's where the the improvements have been made. We we stayed resolute and then we took our chance when we got it um, from an unlikely source. But, yeah, uh, we, we took we took our took our chance. But, yeah, we didn't, I don't think we started poorly. I just think they come at us. And we sometimes... it. it in parts of the game like that, you know that's going to happen. You go, it's all right, just weather this storm and we'll come back into yeah. it. They can't do this all game. And that's what ended up materialising. And it was uh, it was your man, Jeff, that notched what, not only once, but twice. I mean, yeah. that first goal was composed or what? It was nearly on the outside of the box, nearly. I think it was mm. on the line. Yeah. But um, when the ball came out to him, I think Phil Bill had his shot blocked and it just sat up really nice. And you could he, he, he completely telegraphed it. You knew exactly what he was going to do. He wasn't mm. going to lash it to the left-hand side. He sort of opened his body up. And then I think I used the word caressed on the vlog. Mm. And that's what he did. And mm. he put it in a position. It wasn't quite top left, but it was in, in that right-hand side. And what a, what a good goal. And, and you know, it wasn't too long before... He, he notched another oh. thanks to the blooper from the Leeds keeper Malia. I mean he should have done better with that I and mean, then he was on Hattie <laughs> it was unbelievable yeah I think I mean even me Jeff's biggest fan when the ball came out to him I went I, I literally sat there and went here we go how many of them come out to him and you think Gordy hammers it over the bar so yeah lovely finish and then um, I actually think the, the second one's harder than you you think as well he's absolutely hammered that he yeah, could, yeah. yeah he's just smashed that but um, again yeah Melia in goal I mean we kind of mentioned it uh, prior to the game that been a decent young keeper for him, but of late, he has had some shockers and um, two goals, I felt, in this game. He should have done better with. That was one of them. And is he going to get... Surely he's going to get dropped at some point. He's clanger after clanger. I know their backup goalies are Robles, who used to be... I don't know, he's an amazing goalkeeper, but he was at Wigan and he's been in dogfights before. I wonder if they might bring him in for a bit of experience, potentially, after that. But yeah, we, we capitalised on it. And it was it was two kind of... Quite good breakaway goals. Um, I think Dom for the first one, the, the work was was fantastic as it is all game from Dom, and I think it was Watara won the corner with yeah, a good bit of it. work as well. Yeah. So yeah, we we were we were posing a threat, and it, it was kind of materialising as I thought in the sense that they will have a go at us, but we will have moments on that on the break. And, and they yeah. had the most of the ball. They had the I think if you check the stats at the time, you said you said on a show recently that if you 
if you show me the stats, I'll tell you who's winning. Yeah. And it, that, that proved to be the case because we didn't have the ball much and we capitalised on it. We did let them back in, which I thought a bit sloppy defending, yeah. wasn't it? I think Lloyd Kelly was maybe susceptible there. Yeah, there was a few a few errors in it, really, because I think, funnily enough, Jeff actually lost the ball. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot to happen after that. And it's, first and foremost, like, it's probably, it's Smith's side, so it's probably Smith, but I can't remember who's closer to him. But someone's got to do better to stop the cross. It's like a set piece, because he's got so much time yeah, to put the ball is, in the yeah. box. And I think Lloyd just thinks he can go and win it and leaves Bamford, doesn't he, yeah. to go and win it. And it goes over his head, and it's a decent header from Bamford, point blank range. But that that was a sloppy moment that was didn't really happen apart from that, really. But it was a sloppy moment. And... We know what's happened before. Leeds a prime example of that when we've thrown away Leeds. So um, really, I think Gary said it afterwards, really important then to just get to half-time. Get to half-time, don't let them back in it, and we regroup and go again for the second half, which is what we did. But yeah, it was a nervy moment, and the fact is a cross again. And still again, if we're just going to quickly get it out of the way, that goal and then their chances in the game all started from balls in the box. Yeah. So it's still a reminder that that's something we need to, to work on. But other than that, mate, um, I felt as comfortable as you can be in a big game when you're, when you're only a goal up. I think so. The, the saves that Neto made, they, they looked impressive. They, you they still looked, should save them. Yeah, yeah. but they, you should save them. There was that one Bamford shot that he, uh, he sort of placed. I think we had a really good view from, from the camera on the, on the east stand where he yeah. just hit it with his left and sort of tried to bend it. But uh, he did well to save that. But then that double save in the, in the second half that I thought was particularly impressive. I, I think there was a save before that as well. Yeah, to get um, the corner. So yeah. I was, you know, really, you know, really impressed with Neto in terms of his shot stopping. And there was, uh, was it Willy Notto at the far post? Header. Yeah, header. Was back. it a header? Yeah, that it just went wide. Yeah. Yeah, so again, that's that's what I'm alluding to really is all I can remember is the goal, cross header. Nonto, cross header, just went wide. And then the double save come from a corner yeah. that he punches out and then gets the uh, shot. To be fair, that's not an easy save. I mean, it's to his side and he just palms it away. But there's a few bodies that has to go yeah. through. So he's still done well to, to make the save. But um, yeah, that, that was the only thing really. Apart from that, I think in general play, we, we looked as as comfortable and um, composed as, as we could be. They're always going to put a bit of pressure on. And we still always offered a threat, which is which is what I liked. Is we didn't we didn't just sit back and soak it up. Yeah, Every time we then won the ball back, transitions, we looked just as likely to score. I mean, we missed just as many chances as they did, yeah, and we yeah, scored we four. Yeah, so. we did. I mean, nice to see Dom Solanke notching. Oh, brilliant! Obviously, mate. and it was a really well taken goal. Actually, he sort of did it all in the one movement. He won yeah. the ball, and then he didn't sort of take an extra touch. No. I mean, if he did take an extra touch, that would have taken him too wide. Mm. But he did it all in one flash movement, which was great. Flick right into the corner. Um, and, yeah, I saw a, I saw a Leeds fan. Uh, um, saying on socials that it was the most complete uh, performance from a number nine he's seen all season against really? Leeds. Wow. And I think people do quickly, because of his goal tally, which we've gone into loads of times, but I think people don't appreciate that. Some of the work he puts in virtually every attack is because either one, because he's made a clever run that's forced defenders out, mm. or he's picked up the ball at the start of the move and linked the play. It's most of the time when we have a good chance, Dom's been pivotal in that in some aspects. Yeah. And sometimes he doesn't even have to get on the ball to do it. It's just his movement, his intelligence. And I thought he ran the ran the line so well all game again. Um, and yeah, it was, I was. And every time he does that, it feels like this season he's had a few like that. But then he hasn't got his goal. So yeah. I, was, I was chuffed for him. And then when it went to VAR, I thought, oh, come oh, on. Oh, I know. Um, and it was quite close. But yeah, um, yeah I was uh, delighted for him. We had we had a few. Chart, I mean, obviously, Semenyo scored when he did. But um, we, we also had Kiefer that had... That yeah. chance as well that he should have done better with, but then maybe the fact that he got taken off a concussion, you can sort of excuse him yeah. somewhat. But billing, billing. Well. I mean, he's, that was that would have been a low overhead kick, wouldn't it? I mean, mm. I don't know how high the ball was off the floor, but it only seemed that high. Yeah, I mean, it comes. So it's like, how's Phil gonna overhead yeah. kick that? I mean, it comes at him. I mean, I know when you're when you're playing and stuff, it comes at you quickly and you've got to make a split decision. But it just seemed like a really weird thing to try and do. I yeah, thought, especially if someone was so lanky. Yeah, like, how was he ever going to manoeuvre that in? But, you know, unfortunately it didn't matter. And um, and then a nice touch that Billing was walking off just just behind the goal when, when Dom scored. So yeah, he ran yeah. back on the pitch. That was a, that was a good good um, kind of moment as well. And Semenyo, yeah, delighted for him as well. You can see what it meant. Felt like the Sadie when he scored against MP yeah, Dawn to yeah. the cup, or that first goal, obviously it's first Premier League goal. But uh, the keeper should have done better. Mate, he's but that was I've awful. decided to give Semenyo credit. A lot of people are saying, God, he didn't do that for it, because he did it straight out of the keeper's yeah. throat. He knows how bad he is. <laughs> just hit yeah. at him. Just hit at that keeper. And I mean, I've, I felt for the keeper, he was getting a lot of abuse um, from behind the goal. And yeah, it was just, he was having one of them games, he's having one of them uh, runs of form at the moment where 
Yeah, just went straight through. He put a fair bit of power on him. He's got to save it. And nice little move from, from Jaden. I was about to say, Jaden, I think uh, his assist for that was, was brilliant. Very good. It was, just, it was just brilliant. Just people like and, does. and there's a few players that deserve a mention. If you are a member of Back in the Nets, that's someone who donates every month. Uh, we do appreciate one-off donations, but people who commit monthly from as little as £3 a month, uh, they get put into our Telegram group where we post first look content, bloopers, show input, and... Tom's player rating show and I and I watched that this morning mate I mm. uh, thought it was good and yeah there are a few players that are worthy of note I think most players are really I don't yeah. think anyone had a, had a stinker but um, go on uh, you know give a few notable mentions if you can yeah I think and I think what's nice I said to you off air that um, it feels like lately kind of keep saying Rothwell because of the impact he's had. but I actually thought a few other people really stepped up I mean like say everyone was good yeah. um, just spoke about Dom there but um, obviously Jeff as well because of the goals but I thought I thought Ryan Christie was outrageous. I What's mean, happened? He's yeah. I mean, I don't I keep repeating myself, but I thought he was done, and and the way he's got the shirt and just won't let it go is is so impressive. Um, and, didn't uh, didn't Gary O'Neill also mm. say something along those lines that he was thinking of taking him off? Yeah, well, he said because he, he mentioned a few times Gary that which makes sense that because of you know the work we put in on Thursday, he, he was a bit concerned about the energy levels of a few players. Yeah. Uh, Vina's probably one of them because of the lack of game time, and and he said my plan was to take Christie off, and I was looking at him thinking I can't take you off. Yeah. And I totally agree. He just doesn't stop. It's, uh, the ground he covers is is immense. But we've always known he's had that in him. What I've been really impressed by in the last few games is his quality with the ball. Yeah. Because there's been times where he's been a bit sloppy. I think he used, he's been using the ball really well. I'd love him to to get a few goals and assists before the end of the season just to back that up um, for, for himself, really. But when he gets the ball, he's driving at players, he's running at players, he's positive. And I just thought everything about his game was, was brilliant. Um, even some of his set pieces were decent. I know he took the corner for the second goal. Yeah, so he's got to be a mention. And on the other side, Watara, yeah. um, I think... Yeah, and I don't think it, it goes under the radar a little bit when you're a player like Dango, the, the work he put in defensively. Mm. Considering he's a young 20-year-old who's always played at the top end of the pitch, the support he gave Smithy, yeah. they had Nonto down that side, Jack Harrison at times. The work he put in all game after going down with a knock early on, um, brilliant. And of virtually all the goals, he's involved in some aspects. Um, in the move, and and he's he's getting he's showing the quality at the end of it as well. So, oh, considering he's twenty years of age, mate, he's going to be some player. I still think he's he's going to be raw, and we don't want to get over the top with him. But I, I, the signs early on are, are really impressive. I know when they first come in, I was kind of probably a bit more excited by Traore and obviously yeah. the injuries. But um, yeah, Dango really pleased with him. He's come out of the side only lately and just been an impact sub. So yeah. for him to come in again and thought he was very very good. The main credit is we didn't miss having Yeah, and yeah, that is. That. Yeah, that is impressive from all of us. So, yeah, I think them two are going to be my my main mentions. Um, I thought centre centre-halves, by the way, were, were brilliant as well. The only reason I probably... Because I thought Lloyd, one of his best performances, especially at home, where he's yeah. had some stick this season, just just the goal is why he probably didn't get as high as the other two. But he, he was he was superb as well. I can imagine that, um, you know, based on a lot of the players that you've mentioned just then, I can imagine... Um... Neil Blake and Richard Hughes were probably watching Match of the Day 2 last night with, a, with their feet up and a cigar after seeing the yeah, stats right. about their recruitment. And, you know, you've got, to, you've got to, you know, take your hat off to the players that we've got through the door. I mean, Joe Rothwell, we talked about him for a free transfer. Absolute superb. Yeah. But um, it's got high praise from yeah. Alan Shearer yeah. and uh, Chappers and everyone else who has had a lot of pundits on talk sport and stuff as well. So, yeah, mm. fair play fair play to them. I know they're not liked universally. Mm. However, certainly with the with the recruitment side of things, I've, I've, I expect a lot of uh, Leeds fans were, were probably watching on with, with mm. a lot of jealous eyes. And they were they were kicking off in the stands, mate, weren't they? Were. they? Um, you're not fit to wear the shirt, mm. sack the board, not happy with their owner. The owner apparently left the stadium in tears. Mm. There were players, who was it, Jack Harrison, yeah. sat in the dugout on his own after the stadium had, had emptied about 10 minutes afterwards. No one there. You'd think the Leeds players would all be in one place in the mm. change room. He wasn't. He was just sat on his own in the dugout just yeah. looking out in an empty stadium thinking what's what's the dynamic there why has he done that has he said something wrong is he is he taking himself out has the manager told him to go out there yeah, it's um it's bizarre but it doesn't look a united side at the moment does it no it doesn't and i think uh, what's difficult is even though you know football's football and you can take points off off anyone on your day as well as we've shown with a few surprise results but they would have been looking at it looking at their running looking at the fixtures and going we need, we need something we we've got to turn up today and i think they saw it as a big opportunity missed so um, you know that 
that emulate the frustration. Um, I think in terms of going back to the recruitment thing you said, I think Leeds will be because they spent some money in January. Uh, Rutter, who they bought in, has, has been a flop so far. Yeah. And he was a lot of money. And we were the team competing with them for Weston McKenney, who looks absolute toilet. Yeah. So, you know, fair play for avoiding that one. And yeah, our recruitment's been good. And, um, and, and, and you've seen that. And the interesting thing is that uh, not everyone will, will know, especially if not a Bournemouth fan, we actually were virtually signed um, Jackson from Villarreal mm. and then it broke down because he failed the medical. Say mm. failed the medical, we thought he was going to be out longer than than we had hoped so it wasn't worth the fee. He's, I think he scored 5-5. Five five. Yeah. So he's obviously a player and, it, and that I'm looking at him, he's absolutely ripping it up at Villarreal and I'm thinking, we might go back in because yeah. he obviously wanted to come. Yeah, yeah. So that would be an interesting one as well, interesting developments. But yeah, I think the, the fact that both clubs spent some money in January um, and you've seen the difference in recruitment and... Um, yeah, so we're rightly getting the credit for it, but equally, Leeds are going to be worried with the fixtures. Um, they've got two really difficult ones now, haven't they? So I think they've got Newcastle yeah. and someone else. Have they got City? They've got City away, they've got West Ham away, they've got Spurs at home. And that's going to be, they might have to look yeah. at Spurs at home at the moment, yeah. to be fair. But yeah, yeah I, Newcastle at home as well. I, I can imagine their frustration, but I personally, I if I had to, I think they still might have enough. I don't know why, we just beat them 4 1. I just I always think if you can if you can score goals and create chances, you might just have enough. It'd be interesting to see um, how it goes, but they're they're certainly in it till the end now. So we're all chuffed at, at full time. We're we're singing Gary O'Neill's name, and that's the first time that I recall. I know that Craig, uh, Craig on on Twitter th- thinks that they we were chanting his name. Unless I didn't hear it, but no. well, obviously if you if you heard that, you heard it. But um, from my perspective, it's the first time. I've heard his name being sung this year, not this season, this well, year. Obviously, yeah. we did in the Everton game that was the thing that the board said, that's why you love him, that's, that's why we gave him the job. Yeah, I, I, you know, like I say, we don't, you can't, can't hear everything, but I, I certainly was the, the opinion that since he got the permanent job, mm. I haven't heard his name sung. It was all when he was interim, yeah, one day yeah, before, yeah. The, before the break. Um, yeah, and it was really nice, really, really nice. I think, um, you know, you can only go off off what you're seeing and there's frustrations and football fans are fickle but we, we go off the eye test and go what we've seen and the, the 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 run after the World Cup was absolutely hideous and there's no football fan I mean how many fo- football fans would be kind of cheering the manager's name and clapping after that run it was a yeah, hideous run was, mate and we weren't playing teams of uh, incredible calibre as well no I mean, well, I mean the Palace one was horrific and in, at the time Chelsea big club etc but they, they were awful yeah, they had Graham Potter in charge and they were really struggling. And we it felt like in that game, I think I've said it before, that we went into it like it's Chelsea yeah. and we can't possibly win this game. And they barely won another game in a massive run. It was just us. Um, yeah, it was it was just more, I think there was a frustration at, at the appointment first and foremost because I think it's, under, it's got to be, a, this is what I'm getting, it's got to be understandable um, that there's obviously it goes there's there's a line there's always a line with criticism of course yeah my god but um in terms of the appointment i think everyone's going bloody hell we're in a really we've got these new owners that have got loads of money that are spending loads of money for us in january we're in a position where we really need to try and stay up in the league mm. why are we giving the job to someone who's never done it before that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. scary and that's a big risk and I, I i said it on twitter i thought that's a risk that i personally did not believe would pay off and then after the World Cup and the run we went on, I thought, this ain't paying off. This is a really bad decision. Um, and so so you say that because yeah. you're giving your opinion as a football fan and all the evidence is there. And then when you turn it round, like he has done and yeah. like the players have done, you go, bloody hell, didn't expect that. But cheers, like you turn it round, fair play. They, that's why we're fans and they're, they're, in the, um, they're making the big decisions, mate. Did you see Mark McAdams' tweet at uh, full time? Yes. It was, um, it was obviously something that was prepared and we'll, we'll speak to Mark about this, I'm absolutely certain. But um, it was obviously, it came from a place, it, his heart's obviously in the right place. Oh, I love Mark, yeah. But he, I think he knew that it would perhaps get some objections by the fact he turned replies yeah, off on the tweet. And I, I would say it was a little bit divisive with what mm. he said. I think maybe if he could rephrase certain parts of it, he might want to, I don't know, but... Difficult when you've got a certain amount of characters you try to just get a tweet out. And... Yeah, and it comes from a place where Mark is party to knowledge that most AFC Bournemouth fans don't have. He hears conversations that we don't get, so he knows stuff that exactly. that we don't. And he's got the benefit of being a, a fan and a journalist. But to many, he's, he's sort of regarded as a as an unofficial spokesperson for the club, yeah, really. Uh, Chris Temple, sort of not as much. But some, some fans sort of thought his... 
his mm. tweet was a little bit passive aggressive. He was he was basically criticising the fact. I mean, obviously, some of the abuse that Gary Neal got was unreal with like clown stuff, and I think because Mark probably sees Gary Neal maybe once or twice a week when he does his presser. I don't know. But he probably knows him more as a person, you know, better than anyone. So perhaps he knows him on a personal basis. And, you know, we don't know whether Gary saw that, but I can assume these things like filter through like somehow. So Gary, and it's obvious that you're going to be, you know, defensive about the man you speak to twice a week and you've probably got high regard for. And I've heard in amongst the club, he's he's actually like very highly rated. So I think he's... He's jumped to his defence. He jumped to his defence at the time. He yep. jumped to his defence afterwards. The clown emoji's out of order. Apparently, I didn't see it myself, but there was some abuse in terms of like talking about family members and stuff, well, which that's, is that's, unreal. That's ridiculous. Too far, yeah. And then a few things have been mentioned about P teacher. Oh, yeah. Now, this one I am 50-50 with, and I'm not condoning saying P teacher myself, but mm. if, you, if you compare the fact that we were flirting with getting Marcelo Bielsa, who is basically a professor of football, mm. to then get someone who's got no experience. In comparison, he is a PE teacher. That's yeah. not to say, bit, but that, yeah. but that's not to be a put down. And no. that's not what what we necessarily think. But there were people that were using it in a in a very negative way. Yeah, and I can understand why he took offence. But all that stuff. All that abuse is was absolutely horrendous. And I think those are the people that Mark was probably targeting, not necessarily the ones that were being Objective rightly critical for, for what was a, a really bad run of results. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fine line, as you say. I'm, unfortunately, we're in a kind of world now that that's going to be happening at every football club. Um, we all know that, especially social media, you can hide behind accounts that you know no one knows who you are. Mm. And yeah, unfortunately, it's not right, but you can kind of say what you want on Twitter. Um, you, people can say what they want and they can be they can take it too far and be nasty and I think we I mean even at the time that's just all outrageous and, and everyone agrees with that I think in terms of I think like you say the reason people have, have been kind of um, upset about what Mark said is because like you said it'd be interesting to see what he says but it looks like it's a bit more broad in the tweet that it's just anyone that criticised Gary O'Neill um, and also I just think I appreciate from Mark's point of view because you would, if you've been backing him all the time, then when you get safety, you're going to go, right, I have that. You know, yeah. I get it. I suppose but, it's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Course. Because we've been criticising him, mm. that, uh, and now he's, you know, he's been proven right, then why wouldn't you give a bit back? Sort of oh, thing? absolutely. Absolutely, I get that. I just think, and it's hard, because when could he do it? So, like, the time inside of it. But I just think it was a moment where, we were in, I just said about the atmosphere, we're in a good place. Everyone was buzzing. And I think a lot of people maybe looked at it as, what, why be divisive now? Yeah. We're all we're trying to, let's come together now. I appreciate saying, I see, but it felt a little yeah. bit passive aggressive, like you say. Um, we, we can't speak for Mark, so it'd be interesting to see what, what his kind of take on it is, if he can go into more detail. But I think the, the fact of, I mean, my opinion, I've just got the, just to be, I got, um, obviously there's been loads of tweets on that. I just managed to get one that's got like the stats up. You, I'm sorry, but as a football fan, you made a good point there where Mark, in particular, is going to know stuff that goes on inside the football club, know yeah. Gary O'Neill more personally, and the owners, and et cetera, et cetera, than any fan would. And that's part of his role. So we've got to appreciate he knows more than us, yeah. and then he's got to appreciate we don't know what you know, Mark. Yeah, yeah. So from a fan's point of view, all we can go off is what we're seeing on the pitch, decisions that are made, and what, you know, uh, as simple as that. And, there's not, and we don't have that connection with anyone and at a high level at the club. No, no. Therefore, that's why people like Jim Frivola have been getting it in the, in the face because yeah. he's the only person that's yeah. sort of making himself open to communication. Yeah, and I um, saw a tweet and it just gives a few stats, so that's why I just kept it just so I didn't get anything wrong. So this is the point in general is you cannot take five points from 39 and score one goal in six weeks, win one game in 13 and expect supporters not to criticise what they're seeing. Yeah, yeah. That is mental. Yeah. Because that is, as a football fan, what, so that, what, you just be quiet and, what, yeah, what, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I, we, this is all, by the way, like we mentioned, this is not abuse. I'm not talking about abuse. That's no. completely yeah, out of order. Yeah, we don't want to muddy the but, with that. But you can't, that, that's got to be quick. Them stats are ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I think you wouldn't be a football fan if you didn't yeah. criticise it. I th that's, that's just natural. But I think, yes. It's, it's almost like there's this siege mentality that's been built up within the football club. Like, mm. they all know how good Gary O'Neill is, but but we don't. Yes. And now that he's finally demonstrated it, it it's time to mm. kind of show the fans, actually, we were right. And yeah. 
maybe make these little remarks and you know comment about the naysayers, which which I completely understand, but. I you personally know, wasn't too bothered that. about the, like we say, we're, we're addressing it. I wasn't personally too bothered about the tweet from, from Mark. I, I no, could no, see no, why no, it was no. taken a certain way, which is why we're talking about it. But I wasn't too bothered. I thought, oh, fair play. You know, he always backed him, fair enough. And I think I kind of quote tweeted and said, I think everyone was all right to criticise at the time because of what I mentioned. But what I think with him, what I think with him, sorry to interrupt, I cool. think that um, he probably, he probably had this bubbling over in his head. Uh, sure I don't know this for a fact, but I just presume... You know, given that it, it seemed to be relatively well worded for something that came out so soon after kickoff, and it's something that was perhaps even written like pre-April. Yeah, probably. And he was just waiting yeah, yeah. for the right moment to to send it. But what he, he maybe didn't appreciate, and what the uh, Bournemouth fans might not appreciate, is that during April, a lot of Bournemouth fans have thawed yes. because of these five wins. Therefore. There's there's not this kind of negative sentiment anymore. So to have to uh, yeah. to be greeted with that tweet, it's like. Jesus, where did that come from? Yeah, no, but no, then no. you know I can understand it from yeah. from his perspective. And look, he's a he's a manager that's um, that's been employed like based on the fact. Like when you think about it, like mm. we've had certain managers that have been employed recently based on their CV alone. Like mm. you know, like Scott Parker mm. hasn't worked out. Well, it sort of hasn't. It hasn't. But the board, what you know, there are certain appointments that we've made previously, like Eddie Howe. Not bad, look. Not bad, but they knew his character. They knew his... So, you know, that's the best interview there is, really. Yeah. And they hired Gary O'Neill based on what they saw from him as a coach. And I remember Phil McGuinness pointed this out to me on, on Twitter. There was an article in The Echo, 2009, when Eddie Howe was appointed. You should see the comments in that. Exactly. They are absolutely... They're like, why are we giving it to this guy? Yeah. They didn't quite use... PE teacher and stuff like that but I suppose it is a different level though isn't it yeah because that was when we were you know bottom of league two etc you can't attract certain managers and we had no mm. we're like hell in terms of finances yeah. but yeah and I think also social media is more prevalent now yeah you know, even in that short amount of time um but yeah I think it's it is a difficult one I think a couple of things is um I was gonna say I was saying about you know kind of Mark's tweet do you do you remember when I went on Sky when Scott Parker got sacked yeah the amount of quote tweets I got, you think I ain't going back to them? Because I said, because they were, everyone was giving me stick for saying it's a relief. Oh, I'm relieved, by well, the way. On, so they... I'm going to, I'm going like, to come out and go, oh yeah, was I was I really bad at saying I was relieved? Everyone was going, how's he relieved? Bournemouth are down now. I'm personally, I'm relieved that Scott Parker yeah. went there. So we all, we all do this. I think Mark's, Mark's a bigger name. Mark's someone that um, we, as you mentioned, mate, we see him as a bit more of a, a spokesperson. But he's so. a fan as well. Of course. And that's probably and just where come out a little bit. From, yeah. um, yeah, and that, that come out a little bit. I think I said to you, mate, that just a point I wanted to make is I, I remember I was always known, really, um, as a fan that was a bit of a happy clapper, mm. too positive. Uh, I remember a few seasons in the Premier League where we'd gone on a bad run, this kind of stuff had come out. Eddie, we, we're leaking too many goals, yeah, we're going yeah. down, we're looking over our shoulder, and I was always what people would call blindly positive. Yeah, blindly positive. And the reason for that, my reason was I've got evidence to back up why I'm positive. And my evidence is, when we've done this before, Eddie Howe has found a way to keep us in the division. Obviously, yeah. in the end, it didn't, didn't work out, yeah. which there's always a there's always going to be a moment where it doesn't. But I was always like, there's a reason I'm positive, mm. and that's because Eddie Howe, these players, they always turn it round. Mm. I've got no evidence, as Gary Neal was yeah. a manager. Yeah. No one has. So... I found it very difficult to believe in the turnaround because I thought I've got nothing to back it up. But if I was positive, that would be blindly positive because I'm not have, seeing anything. But you have now. But now I have, and I'm not being funny. But yesterday in particular, no one could tell me that two months ago, probably even less than that. Yeah, about a couple of months ago, say after the World Cup, that when uh, who who went who had to come off? Joe Rothwell had to come off. Yeah, a couple of months ago, he's bringing on Jack Stevens. Yeah, yeah. he's bringing on Zabani. He brings on Kiefer Moore. Then Kiefer Moore gets concussed. Gary O'Neill two months ago brings on Jack Stevens. He brings on Semenyo. You can't tell me he hasn't. He showed that he's learning, and he's just proven there. We, the, I think, the most um, obvious kind of complaint has been, and that Brighton's an obvious one as well, away from home, was when we were doing okay. He'd then bring on the extra defender, go deeper. We'd avoid yeah. it on, and we'd cost us. He ain't doing that now. No. So now I've got evidence to show that he's changed, and he, yeah. do you know what I mean? And that's all it is. Is next season, whatever happens. If we're in a position in March, April where things aren't going well, there is no doubt that I will be more positive than I am now because I'll go, Gary's proved us wrong before. But in this moment, he's never done anything to prove me wrong. And at the time, I was thinking, why have we went and given it to Gary Neal when Deutsch is available? Now I'm going, bloody hell, I'm glad we didn't get Deutsch. Everton looked like they go down. 
That's football. We're fickle. But I am so delighted that I can go, yes, I was wrong. Yeah. I, I if saw I had a pie now, I would give oh, you Oh, eat it. It would taste beautiful. <laughs> but I've got, I saw, sorry, I can't remember who tweeted it, but I saw a, a certain tweet from a Bournemouth fan that was something along the lines of, I don't care if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if I'm right. I care about Bournemouth. It's not, yeah. So I'm absolutely delighted that I'm wrong because it's benefited Bournemouth. To me, it's not, um, it's not a badge of honour to be right. And there are yeah. some people that um, revel in being right, and that's fine. And there are people that um, want to say, "I told you so." Some people are using the words "I told you so." I, I, right. I would probably prefer the more uh, humble approach of of being right, but everyone's different. But fair play to those who stuck to their guns, and absolutely. fair play to those who stuck by him, even in the darkest of times and that you know that optimism I've got mm. to say is to be admired but you can't you can't say that fans are, are wrong yeah. for criticising Gary but why is it right why mm. is it that you know the way it turned to abuse is horrible cool. why is it that we've learned from like Chris Mappham and all that kind of stuff all the abuse cool. that he got mm. but we haven't with O'Neill because it it got really it, it got really horrible mm. with those clown things and there were some Twitter posters or I think they you know, sound people who I know who yeah. are like retweeting this stuff and posting it themselves. It's like, mm. what? Like, wh- where's this come I, from? I think the problem um, with with all of that, with with Twitter and, and social media in general, is the fact I don't think people. I mean, some people probably are. Some people are, are not nice people, unfortunately. But I think a lot of people, as you say, some people that um, I like and figure decent, um, decent guys, they're gonna you. You retweet the odd thing like that and P teach and all that sort of stuff because in your head you're going, I'm not happy and oh, that's funny mm. and blah, blah. And no one looks deep enough to think, I wonder if Gary's seen this. I wonder if, I wonder if this has affected him. I wonder if yeah. you, you just don't. And unfortunately, that, is, that happens at every football club. You never think, I, I wonder if this is really affecting the person. You yeah, don't. You know you don't. Uh, we get it too. Everyone gets it. It's not just professional footballers. Everyone gets comments and trolls and abuse from time to time on social media and when people that do that I, don't, I think the majority don't realize the impact it's potentially having and i think that's i think it's um it's that ignorance that why it's so prevalent to be honest with you um and yeah there's a massive difference between criticizing what something that you you pay to go to you pay to follow your team and you're allowed to give your opinion on on your football club. There's a difference of that to abuse. There's a massive difference, um, and I like to think that there's uh, most of the time I always try and there's always frustrations, and you're always going to be a bit knee jerk in reactions after a bad defeat when you've travelled half the length of the country. But you've got to stay on the right right side of it, yeah. which I like to think the majority of Bournemouth fans have personally. We've I've been I've been pessimistic. I I I said on one of the videos that if we if we carry on like this, we're going to get relegated, and I'm sure at some point someone will, you know, Mate, clip, uh, clip that we up. And gone, I think yeah, like loads him. you know loads of fans thought thought the same thing. But I actually like I don't know if it's weird. Like when I was singing, like I was singing like Gary O'Neill's name, and I, I felt almost quite emotional about it. Yeah. And then I thought like I, I'm so proud for him because I think a lot of the um, frustration at first was not towards him it was towards the fact that he he was given the job but then it did swiftly then focus on him for some you know baffling in-game decisions and team lineups that didn't you know that didn't quite work he has learned like he's learned on the biggest stage possible and he's managed to prove us like all wrong so I felt like almost quite emotional and yeah. it's the first time there's been an outpouring of love I would say for him since you know since the Everton game uh, yeah. you know like where we beat him 3-0 and has bought and he he's probably like you know because he's been football he's been in football quite a long time he he was at, at Portsmouth quite a while who who are a fan base that are are very vocal and they will sing out people's names and they'll get behind their side even if they're losing the stuff you don't get as much at you know at Bournemouth and it's always the team that have got to inspire the fans and like Bournemouth fans like want a manager to love. We yeah. really want a manager to love, but he's always going to have that monkey on his back of being compared to Eddie, just like every manager that has succeeded at uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Like everyone always mentioned the comparisons with him. So he's got, he's got a job on his hands, mm. but fair play. He's got credit in the bank. So, yeah. you know, like for next season, I cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm less cautious and I'm 
you know, I'm feeling better about it. Of course, because like, because as you say, mate, we've, we've seen really good improvements and he was always going to learn on the job because that's the nature of it. He's brand new to it and he's always going to improve, you'd like to think, because he is learning on the job. I didn't think he'd do it this quickly and it's, you know, it's a remarkable achievement. I'm really, really pleased for him, as you say. I think, yeah, I think you've also got to remember, you said about kind of learning to Eddie and stuff, Tyndall got a hell of abuse. Yeah. It was COVID, so it wasn't as much, it was more social media so much abuse there would have been similar pictures similar yeah. things said Parker's had it there's been everyone's had it well you um, know what it's not this not one a... of our who's you know who's who's the biggest legend that's currently at the football club like in... Steve Fletcher Steve Fletcher mm. so when Steve Fletcher started we've we've chatted to Steve Fletcher we'll be chatting to him at the Brunswick great great little link there <laughs> link below not sure if there's any tickets left but if if there are get some because it's going to be a cracking night with Fletch yes. like next Tuesday that mm. was brilliant um me and Tom are going to be chatting to him, but we chat to him on a during COVID during the streams and stuff. And his Bournemouth career didn't start off too well. He wanted to go back home, I know. and yeah. he got vitriol from the terraces. And you know, it would have been on social media had it been like had you know uh, twenty years down the line. And he he managed to turn it around and get fans on side through hard work, yeah, through endeavour. And when we gave him a bit of love, he sort of thrived off that as yeah. well. And he became like. He will admit himself, and he said before, he wasn't like the most talented lad. He wasn't the fastest lad. But the fans made him play better when they got behind yeah. him. So it's this synergy that needs to be created. And hopefully now the fans are mm. in unison with their, I wouldn't say love for Gary O'Neill, but this kind of mutual respect that we've now got. Hopefully Gary O'Neill can actually move forward and feel feel that he's loved. You know, Because I want yeah. him to feel that he's loved. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I remember after the game, just, just his little chat after the game, he thought he seems more relaxed. And I'm absolutely delighted for him. He seems like kind of the weight's cut off him and I'm really, really pleased. But yeah, and I think you can go straight back into the, the opposition we just had, mate. You just you mentioned earlier about the Leeds fans saying, you know, singing you're not fit to wear the shirt, a lot yeah. of abuse they got. If Leeds players turn up for four games and they give everything and they get some amazing results and they stay up, they will be chanting all of their players' names. 100%. That is 100%. football. Yeah. That is what happens. Yeah. And I just don't think we need to get overboard with it. Like It feels like certain things, just like we're the only club that's ever... Look, just, just look at the the. Well, I've said this before. Look at the numbers. No wonder it was there was criticism. Yeah. And I don't. The thing that's annoying is it almost feels like you can't. I don't know if you thought the same. But I almost feel like I can't chant Gary's name now because everyone would go, "Well, you didn't like him at the start." Yeah. yeah I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I didn't agree with the appointment. I didn't think it was going well because it wasn't going well. Yeah. Now it's going well, and I want to say, "Sorry, Gaz. Cheers for keeping us up, doing yeah. the job. Absolutely amazing." And I want to show you how thankful we are. And I, obviously, we've got two own games. I want it to be bouncing there. I want his name to be chanted. I just can't wait for the Man U game where they come out, do the kind of lap of honour, and he's getting his name chanted, and he's going, you know, it, it wasn't going to start. He wouldn't, ex I, he wouldn't, he's, he's a sensible man. He wouldn't expect his name to be chanted when we're doing so badly on the pitch. He wouldn't expect that. After the World Cup, barely scoring a goal, losing every game, barely having a shot. And, and you expect us all going, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, it's not realistic. This is what I'm trying, it's not realistic. But now, because he's proved us wrong, you want to go, I'll tell you what, cheers, guys. You managed to see how it was. I did not see this. Thank you. Just yeah. like we did after Everton, thank you. Yeah. Because he was on an amazing run as interim manager and we went, thank you. It's obviously going to go elsewhere now. Yeah. It didn't. Surprised everyone. Run was bad. Didn't get that love anymore because it was crap. Yeah. And then it's all been brilliant. And that's just, that is football, mate. Um, and I could not give a shit about saying, and oh, I, I was so wrong and we're staying up. I, I think, yeah. And I think he understands for because if I was a manager and I've got any experience in like management or anything like that, even at a kind of at work level, I'm self-employed. But mm. just just like if I had fans that didn't really like me that much, and mm. I got wind of all this kind of stuff on social media, I would have been the type of guy that if I'd have just masterminded a three-two win against Spurs and they were singing my name, which I don't think they were at Spurs, but like there remember. was obviously some love being shown towards yeah. him, towards the whole team. You know, you know. Like I'll go back to my missus in the evening. I'll be like, "Yeah, we're one, three, two, but oh, you know, like fuck him." Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. you know, you would, yeah. And, yeah, but he's, that. but like, he's obviously not like that. And I've got to say, he's he's very level-headed. And every interview mm. that I hear from him after winning, mm. after a defeat, is so level-headed. And there was a stage where we were criticizing him for that because he's not showing the passion. He's yeah. not showing this, you know, grit and. Yeah. But then. That's just what he's like as a person. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's never going to get too high, and he's never going to get too low. Remind you of anyone? Yeah, I knew um, you were going to say that. I'm not. I'm, but I'm not saying that he's the next. No, no, no. Like, but I, know, I appreciate too, what you're saying. But yeah. it, 
it's obviously an appointment that um you know that works well for mm. for Blake for Hughes for Foley for Foley who said we didn't get a thank thank God by the way because mm. that would have been neemed up we won't get relegated thank God I guarantee it the football world would have absolutely had a field day I had a nice little photo with him yesterday saw did you saw Bill yeah he was in good spirits it was great it was a nice little try to get a little picture of it I said it to you he was just him and Austin like embracing each oh, other nice, that's a lovely nice, moment nice. in it seeing them but he was, he was buzzing yeah I agree that was a gamble when he said that because he's either going to look like an absolute genius. Well, I thought that's, be... that, that's a naive thing to say. Yeah. That's a naive thing to say. But he, you know, and that, didn't you know, this is the conviction that this is the you know they yeah. they had strength in their conviction of the appointment. They mm. might, and we were all you know very much baffled by it because you've got one person who who knows football yeah. management so well, and you've employed someone that doesn't know football yeah. management at you know at any level really. Yeah. Um, and for you know for them to be mm. proven right, it's uh, now I feel we can all sort of come together again after oh, what feels to, yeah. like a bit of a divide uh, between what the club thinks and what the fans think. And look, there were isolated fans of a you know a small portion that that were on board with Gary and fair play, fair, fair play, fair play, fair to, play you. to you, fair play to you. Um, but yeah, I I think that I think um, probably ultimately what's probably happened is. That the football people inside the club and the and the people that know more football than than Bill Foley himself have probably said, if you give us this sort of player, this sort of player, and spend this sort of money in January, yeah. we will stay up. And he's for okay, and he trusts them, yeah. and he's given them it. So then he's gone, we'll stay up because that's mm. what I, I believe in these football people. They've told me that just a few these sort of additions will help us, um, and it's proven to be the case, mate. And uh, yeah, I'm just just absolutely delighted. But yeah, you you can make loads of points, man. I just I just thought of one then. I just thought, do you remember last season when Arsenal lost their first three games? Yeah. Rightly, everyone was going, well, Arteta's not going to get enough as manager. He's got yeah. no, nothing in the bank because yeah, yeah, yeah. he never been a manager for ever. For he's got to go now. Everyone's going, he's a good manager. But are they right now though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? It's just it is what it is, it's, mate. It's, but... it's short term. It's um, it's short term as well. One one thing that I um, can think top ten. Top, top ten. <laughs> well, that you know, European football. I think um, we're going to finish just off Fulham again, aren't we? But well, they looked well ahead of us all season. I feel a little bit sorry for I've, I've mentioned him already, Jim Frafola, a little bit because yeah, he's he's, got the he's put himself out there and he's been getting tweets yeah. that are you know not in his department whatsoever, talking yeah. about you know Gary O'Neill and stuff. And well, I think mm. now we've we've kind of hopefully as fans we perhaps learnt our lesson a little bit and, you know, don't, you know, like, don't pile on the one person that's 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 open to communication. But what it does do is suggest that there does need to be more kind of avenues of communication between the club right. and the fans. I know Cherry's trust, it sort of, it wasn't working previously and it's been kind of reincarnated now and there's going to be a new website coming soon and stuff and yeah. uh, they're going to be having their regular meetings again. I know they can't directly get involved in you know the playing side of no, things no. what they can do is ask certain questions and the board can sort of report back to the fans and it's if we've got that kind of like open communication there can be more understanding yeah and there can be some you know like a lot more patience but yeah so so pleased for Foley so pleased for Gary O'Neill and uh things look positive mate things mm. things do look so, positive but I am uh, I am sort of aware mm. that now if we if we limp over the line there are going to be a number of people, but then he's okay. earned it. Yeah, they he's earned it now, so it doesn't it doesn't really matter. And look, we if we, we limp could... over the line now and lose every game and get back, that's that's the the players being on the beach. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not Gary Neil. Uh, and I now. think we can. He's done his job. We can also park the conversations that we've we've been having. Like, okay, well, if we got this manager in, he'd have got us there quicker. And we don't know whether yeah. you know Gary O'Neill's getting every last little drip out of the players. Like we could have, and I I even said this myself. Like I, I feel as though there could be someone else that would get more out of them potentially. But but there's there's no point in having those conversations well, anymore, is it? There, no. There's absolutely no point. No, and he, and the, the fact of the matter is, uh, whether you believe that or not, his job was to keep us in the Premier League this season. He's done it, and now he's earned the right to see if we can develop. Mm. As a as a club and and develop on the pitch um, and that will you know and will be behind him because he's his first um, kind of job description if you like tick so credit to him and now he's he's earned, he's earned the right mate and uh, yeah. with bits of recruitment I don't actually think it's as much as people think I think we've got a good squad but with bits of recruitment and um, keep moving forward let's 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 see what happens but yeah I, I think you mentioned earlier Matt I genuinely 
leaving it was weird while after the game um, went into the to the club bar nine ten. I felt a bit emotional. I did feel a bit emotional. Yeah. I thought, obviously, first of all, I was just like, oh, we've done it. And it's just amazing. And I really didn't think we'd do it. But I felt emotional for everyone involved. And yeah. they know the criticism they've got. And the fact that they can all sit there and have a, have a glass of wine or whatever and, and think, oh, we got over the line. We proved people bad? wrong. But do you feel bad in, uh, for saying certain things? or? I don't know if I feel bad, you know, because... But then, you know, like if you're critiquing at the time yeah. and, it's, and it's true, then you could... You... I just, it's, I just feel like it, it was always fairly constructive. I yeah, think. I just, I just always feel like, like I've gone over it, but I just feel like, well, what was in front of me? I was just commenting on what was in front of me and what I was yeah. seeing. I do go to every game. Yeah. I was watching it. I'm not ever saying that I'm some sort of football guru. I was be working in football, but I just was giving my opinion, and I feel like I could normally back it up. But absolutely delighted that that I was wrong, and the fact of the matter is, the people that are obviously employed to make the decisions. So one, the the people that are employed to appoint the manager, and then the manager, head coach, whatever you call him, who's employed to then get the results, yeah. they both have proven that they know more than me. Yeah. Well, they should do, and they have done, and I'm I, delighted that they do. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, I just really hope this because there's even today on Twitter there's a fair bit of like I wouldn't say bickering, but just mm. people wanting to say I told you so or like I was yeah, right, yeah, and and, and even people like are still uh, yeah taking exception to what. Mark wrote, but mm. we've got to understand he is he is a fan as well. But yeah. he he's got that he's got that extra bit of knowledge. And I've heard from a few like media people that I've been chatting to, even during the kind of like dark days of January, the relative dark days, that he's highly rated. This guy, of course. Um, so you know they are keen to stick by him. They you know they could have pulled the trigger. You know they you know they really could have. There were no guarantees that we'd have gotten anyone of any. Nope. You know, of any gravitas, really, but they've—it's—it um, was a calculated risk, and it is—it has worked. And I suppose for all the, you know, for some of the criticism that Blake and Hughes have previously got, sometimes on this channel, so you know, like on social media, um, it—it it seems to have paid off. Yeah. And also, you know, like some of the signings that we've got as well, it—it it bodes for a. Mm. A really good future, and it's amazing. Like it makes me fucking proud, mate. We're no. Bournemouth, Premier League football, the seventh again. season in our in our little dinky stadium with plans to make it bigger. Eventually, it's again. absolutely massive, and it's proving the football. What we had us down as relegated. We thought we'd be relegated. We Everyone had us down. Yeah. Most so we've. Um, but then, where does this, where does this leave the expectation for next season? Well, don't say Europe. Don't say. <laughs> you knew Europe. I was going to say you. Yeah, no, I'm don't joking. say Europe. Let's see what happens, mate. Let's shall I go proper like um, proper cliche? Go. Let's take every game at a time. Let's see what happens. Who knows, mate? But you want you want to see some sort of progression. But the fact is, at Bournemouth at this at this moment, we've just got to um, make sure we're a Premier League football club, yeah. and we can keep building because we've got plans to build. So let's just that's that's the bare minimum, and then if you can go from there, then brilliant. But um, so we're on thirty nine points, right? <laughs> on on thirty nine points. We are. So we've got four games left. Twelve points that we can possibly get maximum 51 so hang on our best ever season in the Premier League with our best ever manager yeah. was ninth place 46 I think at the time we've always said that 46 it was a, a, an exceptional season I think 46 points would, would probably land you in like 11th these days yeah, maybe. could we get the biggest points tab? Chelsea are crap yeah we'll beat them we could beat Palace mm. we could get a point against United maybe they might be on the beach would you, would you go on give a little prediction how many points do you think we'll get uh, yeah, so who we got again? So Man United, Crystal Palace, Everton. Ooh, it all depends about that. Yeah, because you don't know what they're. Well, look, I mean, based on how I'm feeling now, right. six, I've... six, six. Okay, I think we'll, I think we'll get a minimum seven. Which, which is our I best we'll... yeah. ever, ever season? Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, yeah. that would I've... be exactly the same. Forty-six points. I think we'll win them home games. I don't know why. I think Man U will. It, they'll be concentrated on the FA Cup final then. Is it because of these? I think it could be, mate. Never lost. Never 100% record with these bad boys. Um, yeah, just delighted, mate. Absolutely delighted. Um, yeah, I'm honestly just, just so buzzing. I can't I can't believe we can just kind of enjoy these these last four games and, and see what happens. But yeah, I just hope it's a good atmosphere for the remaining and, you know, just covering all the points. I think if you're if you're bold enough and brave enough to, to, to criticise um, where lots of people can potentially see it on social media and on these sort of things, then you've got to be bold enough and brave enough to, to say that you were wrong. Yeah. And, um, 
and that's that's what I'm certainly doing, mate. Because I, I was wrong. I didn't think we'd stay up. I, they, they, I don't know how many times, but I was I was convinced we were down. I, I was there was no part of me that thought we could finish 19th at one point. Yeah. After the World Cup, I just thought we're down. Whatever. We've we've all so, been amazing. We've all been wrong about certain things. Mm. And I I remember on like some of the old shows that we used to do during COVID when. Phil Billing wasn't particularly doing yeah, I think good. someone on I can't remember who it was yeah. someone on one of those shows said he'll start his car and drive him to wherever he wants to go um, and you know they'll have been proved wrong with Phil Billing there's been Matt people Bull. that yeah Solanke's mm. been given stick yeah. um, so you know like Adam Smith of course you know there are certain players that um, yeah. attract it more than most but we've all been wrong about some point and God, we're happy to hold our hands up and give me, send some pie to us. Oh, yes. Because we will gladly chomp it for the next just, week, mate. We've got to wait ages to the next game. I just want another game again. You know, because we've had them all back to back really quickly. I just want another game. But it will be nice to just sit back and watch, and watch a relegation battle tonight. You know, and know that, oh, bless them down there. Having a relegation battle must be hard. It must yeah. be horrible. Who's, uh, can I ask you then? Who's your, who's your three? Who do I think? Yeah. Because there's not one. Who do I think? So I mean, about, they're gone, right? Their Southampton have gone. They are absolutely gone. Uh, you know what? I saw. I saw. Oh, tight. I was like, oh yeah, wonder up at Newcastle. Oh, and then no, no, no. Callum Wilson comes on. Oh, the dream. They must be sick to the side. Oh, the dream. Yeah. Um, they'll be closer to to their proper rivals, which will be nice for them. I'm sure they're really looking forward to that. They'll be playing probably very soon. Potentially, I was shame probably can go up. That would yeah, be yeah. a good battle. Um, so yeah, they'll be going down. Reading potentially be going to leave one as well. It's been a tough year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Southampton definitely gone. I think a Forest that that was big that they they were one 0 up against Brentford and two late goals yeah, that will hurt them. God, Home form might help, but I do think Forest will go. And for some reason, I I think that I think the Leeds might be okay. Right. So I think Leicester are going to go now. Not Everton. No, I think like I say, this could all they could obviously play each other tonight. Um, and we'll see what happens. That's a huge game. I just I don't know why. I just I. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go just Leicester. Who are you gonna Are you gonna do the same Southampton Forest? Yeah, and oh. it's, it's tough. It's gonna go right to the wire. We could have a big part to play if we got Everton on the last day. Part of me is like, which away days do I prefer? And doing it on that, but that's 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 not the metric that we should be using. I if Everton, I mean, if Everton went down, it's a big club that would be there, a huge. With the, it'd be mm. like Bradley Moore Dock, like new stadium. Mm. Oh my God, that would. You know what I. I want them to stay up because I want it to be a, a party atmosphere on that last Same. away game because we're 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 doing the we're doing the Chris Billum Smith flight fight of on course. the Saturday night driving up to Merseyside on the on the Sunday morning we're staying over for a for a night out looking forward to that and it it would be horrible if although I suppose Liverpool fans will be happy so they'll yeah, be true but it'd I be nice know. to have that party out it wouldn't bother me it, at all it, I don't mind Everton yeah, so, yeah it would be nice and um, you know yeah. we know like Baz from like talking yeah, TV great. and stuff and he's, he's he's super we don't want to be seeing him on League of 72 next season <laughs> we want to see him on the overlap just yeah. like this fella is so. um, yeah no I mean yeah let's, let's see what I've added. I am a little bit annoyed that have you seen who's come up already Burnley and Sheffield United Hey, the cricket club. Oh, not the cricket club. Anyone don't know, I can't stand cricket. I, I, yeah, but I love the cricket club in the sun. Cheap pints, just next door to the stadium, mate. Superb. If you um, if you want to support the channel, um, all the monies go back into the channel. What we could buy is an iron for Tom Jordan's t-shirt. Right. Look at that. This has quite clearly been rolled up in a bag. Because it's because um obviously Steve Hensman actually got me this. We we're nice of him. And then I got Lamb the side. Yeah. So I thought put this in a bag, store it away and then you know potentially you know, put it up with my other side shirt. So I don't wear it, but I thought, I've got to wear it today. Have to. So I've got it back out. So I apologize for the yeah, a little bit creased. So right, afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee all the link is below. Really appreciate everyone that's um joined mm. us and as I say you get a few extra bonuses and it's uh it's an expensive thing to run, and um, my second camera, my vlogging camera, is nearly on its last legs. That recording button, mate. I don't. I might have to write to DJI, but they're like four hundred quid. Times. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward. To, just before we go, mm. speaking of that man, mm. will he do it? Will he? Will he put his pen to paper or what? Never doubt with Jefferson Lerma. I'm not going to start doubting him now. Jefferson really? Lerma you, loves it. But like, it? yeah. But I know you got the badge got, tap. Do you see the badge tap? That gave me hope. I know you got your optimistic hat on, but I would. I'd love him to. Surely... There'll, there'll, there'll be some sort of discussions. I think that the the board give him what he wants. The board give him what he wants. Yeah, the board, 
the, the management team, they will know how crucial Jefferson Lerma is to I us. I don't think we'd, yeah, we wouldn't be the same team without him. I think, I think Jefferson Lerma knows how crucial, knows how loved he is here. I think he'd be silly to go. I think we'll be silly not to sign him. So I'm confident, mate. I'm confident. Get him out. You know, um, do you know how I want to end it? Go on. Tell me if we're going to be relegated or not. Will we be relegated? Will we be relegated? No, you say. I'm asking you. Will we be relegated? No. I guarantee it. Up the chairs. <laughs> I'm trying to chuck that the camera. Miss. Fucking come on. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.